0: Hi, hi, hi
1: middle of the res road we're your hosts morgan and ricky
0: we're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success hey everybody it's middle of the res road coming to you with our part two middle of trainings today we have jason from soar on our first ever over the phone interview jason kind of do you run the program help run it
2: sure Uh, Well, hello, everybody. Um, Yeah, like uh, Ricky said, my name is Jason Beckman. I'm the program director at SOAR. So uh, above me is my executive director who kind of runs the entire business. Uh, My job is to run the programming, which is, you know, what we do with our clients and kind of the the service that we're in, which is employment.
1: What what is your um, role then at SOAR? What do you do day to day?
2: Yes. So um, as a director, I'm always on the lookout for um, new connections and best practices that other people are doing around the country. So that we can bring those to our clients and get better results. Um, so along with that, I'm, I'm out in the community and out in the the country looking for these things, and then I bring it back, do some training with our staff, and then do some also some monitoring of where we're at, so we can keep the grants happy and and that kind of stuff. So I have a very very small caseload, uh, but I manage all the folks who do the caseloads.
0: You said grants. So are you like a nonprofit?
2: Yeah. Oh, correct. Yeah, we are a five hundred and three. We're a little nonprofit. We have um, depending on the year, anywhere from I think the, the, well, we started off in 1980 with one grant, and now we have anywhere from about 18 to 22 grants, depending on the cycle. And so we've we've really branched out with the, the depth of our mission, um, but the breadth has not changed. The breadth has always been employment, how to help people connect from hey, I'm thinking about, I need some help, um, to, hey, I don't need any help anymore. That's kind of our role. So like I said, we've increased our depth by um, bringing in partners and and employers and uh, a bigger network and stakeholders throughout the community as we've gone through these years. Um, But our focus of employment has stayed stayed very narrow through the whole 32 years or whatever it is we've been around.
0: Interesting. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you said you were the program director. Um, What kind of got you into SOAR?
2: Yeah. Um, oh, I've always been a, a people person. So one of the, the things we do at SOAR is we do a interest inventory and it kind of tells you what commodity you want to work with. What do you what do you want to deal with all day? And the three overviews of that are people, data and things. Those are the three buckets that most people have. We can help them find an interest in or they have a natural interest. We can help them find a job in. Uh, so mine has always been people. I've really liked high people interactions, customer service stuff. I uh, grew up doing some retail in my first few jobs. Um so I just always really excelled at that communication part. Uh, I went to um, college when I was 16 to a college, community college. I got my nurse's aid degree, which, again, another people-type job. Uh, but once I got into it, I realized I didn't like caring for people. I liked dealing with people. And so uh, bodily fluids, blood and gut stuff, not really my jam. So, again, I, I learned as I went on. Uh, graduated from high school, uh, went into – I got an AA degree and then went on to a um, psychology for a bachelor's degree again because I really like people. I uh, started working at some social services jobs. I've done arms work and I've done uh, transitional housing um, and then I landed at SOAR about 13 years ago and just really I started out as a case manager again like the people and since I've been there for 13 years I've moved up in responsibility. I went back to um, Scholastica and got a, a master's degree in management and then took over the position of the director here and I've had that for four years now so uh it's it's kind of a, a career path like other folks it's uh, I ping pong back and forth trying to figure out what i do and don't like and each of those jobs takes you know two or four years before you kind of realize what you do and don't like and one of the missions uh, that i bring to solar is trying to shorten that time for people so that if someone comes in, they don't need to spend six or eight years trying to figure out what they want to do. I can do some assessments with them. We can talk with them. We can help make some decisions, and they could compress that into a year or two and be off in the right direction.
1: Okay. Wow.
2: That's that's quite the list. Yeah, you've
1: done a lot. You've been through a lot of a lot of experience, bringing you where you are now.
2: Yeah, but until I got to SOAR, I didn't realize the common thread was the people. I didn't know about the assessments. So when I came into this world of employment and and doing some of the bringing the psychology interest into employment, it really, I, I looked at myself as, wow, I can see a lot of these patterns. And then once I see the pattern, I say, here's how we could shorten it or, or make it a, a more fruitful adventure so you're not kind of you know wasting time. It's not a really good term. But if you have a career path and you can get somewhere in two years versus six years, and you know, most people want to say, "Let's let's focus it in and get it done in two years."
1: Mm-hmm. How so, many? <laughs> go ahead, Ricky.
0: Sorry. Um, how many people have gone through your program since you've been there? I know you said thirteen years, so that's quite a long time. You must have had a lot yeah. of people come
2: and go. As as an agency, we average around five hundred clients a year. So. Um, at SOAR we have two different programs one is our employment services and that's kind of what we're talking about today this is stuff that's available to uh, all of our residents in St. Louis County that are um, you know at a lower income rate all of our services are free we have another program that runs simultaneous to it called reentry services and that starts working with people who are in prison before they're released so in a usual year we have about 400 uh, employment services people and about 100 uh, re-entry services people coming into SOAR so over those 13 years I guess I've i have seen maybe sixty five hundred people come through. Um wow. personally I have a I've, I've had a caseload at SOR a little over seven hundred people.
1: Wow. That's a lot of lives changed.
2: Right. Do you work a lot with program? Them? Do you work a lot with it the is-
0: American community at all?
2: We do. We have, uh, we are, we're have. We actually just today, we're out at uh, the Thunderbird Rent House doing an info session to promote our, our services to folks who are coming through uh, the chemical dependency. And if they're at the right time in their, in their journey, that employment is part of their, their needs, then hopefully we can we can get them on that path. And if uh, maybe if they're earlier in their path, it's, it's kind of planting that seed that, hey, there's a help out there if you need it. So don't don't jump in and do it alone. Why not grab a coach and get some stuff done quicker?
1: So, if someone was listening right now and wanted to come check out Soar, what would their, what would they expect?
2: Yeah. So, if uh, if you have employment questions, needs, goals, concerns, uh, we're probably a good spot to check in with. You can just call the front desk and. Uh, uh, Office Manager Michelle will pick up and, and try to put you in touch with the right person. If uh, you look at our website, we do have some uh, explanations of some of our services. So you could call and say, "Hey, I really saw, I really like this. I saw it on website. We can make sure we, you know, put that on your on your on your docket there." Um, so just doing do some research. Where you can also look at our Facebook. We do a lot of promotion there for some of our trainings and whatnot. So if those are interesting to you, just kind of mentioning what you're calling for, or if you don't know, just say, "Hey, I need to, I need help figuring out what I want to be when I grow up." We got those two. So just give us a call and we'll try to get you started. And if uh, if eligibility or, or something else is not all uh, for us, a good fit, then we have other resources we can help you and, you know, to get connected with you and your community.
1: Okay. And your website is soarcareers.org, right?
2: Yeah. S-O-A-R-C-A-R-E-E-R-S. A lot of people forget the S on the end of soarcareers.org. Yeah. Otherwise, check out Soar Careers on Facebook as well. Perfect.
1: It's a good resource. And we also
2: have a we don't have an Instagram account, but uh we don't share a lot of newsy stuff. That's more fun stuff. So
1: Yeah. That's ours too. We just post the the, the fun behind the scene actions right. and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: more insta <laughs> insta related stuff.
1: What we ate for lunch.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose dog is visiting. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: do you work with Five Skies at all? Just out of curiosity. We did and we actually did an interview with them last week.
2: Oh, very good. Yeah. We, uh, I, I just met with Five Skies again last week. We've been working with them for about a year now um, in conjunction with uh, Building Strong Communities, which is a project out of the Met Council in the Metro. Uh, oh, nice. And so. They had been working with Building Strong Communities to help recruit um, through the, the populations, through the, the people they're meeting out in the areas they work at, because they're, they're covering multiple counties and they have a wide, wide berth. So uh, we connected through Building Strong Communities um, because any of their folks that were St. Louis County um, could, go, could attend the Building Strong Communities through Five Skies, plus they could get additional support from SOAR because we had grant funding for St. Louis County people to take the Building Strong uh, training. So we would have some extra money for say transportation issues or for, um, uh, other barrier reduction things. Uh, we'd have, uh, increased opportunities for hands-on experiences after the training, because we have a, a cohort of people to, to go and do it with versus, you know, five skies has maybe one or two people that they're referring. It's harder for them to get the, the unions to give them a day of a tour, you know, with just a, a few folks. So, yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely like five skies. We just, like I said, just met with Nick and Ire last week to, uh, Talk about our upcoming um, summer schedules and how we can work together.
0: Yeah, Nick and I, re, I really like their their program. I have nothing but good things to mm-hmm. say about them.
2: Yeah, and people. their their empowerment training is is really spot on, man. They uh, they have a lot of folks that come in and are saying, "I want to do this." But by the end of that empowerment training, if if your heart's not in it, you're not there anymore. And so when they know at the end of that, that I think it's three weeks long, their empowerment training, those folks are really. Uh, just, just to really have a good foundation of what they're doing, why they're doing it. And that makes a, a huge difference. If anybody's interested in, in five skills, I would encourage them to reach out to those guys um, just to get started with some of their empowerment training. To, it changes your, your mindset about what are you doing here? It really changes your, your self-reflection, um, self-value. You see yourself as a commodity that somebody wants versus like, well, maybe they'll let me in kind of a thing. So really great stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I did have a, another kind of uh, a little bit of an off-topic question. Sure. So our podcast is mostly towards gearing people to kind of get their foot in the door in the, when it comes to like trade industry jobs and stuff like that. Sure. Um, is SOAR only geared for trades or do you guys cover a broad spectrum when it comes to different career paths?
2: Yeah, good question. So if someone is interested in any career that exists, we can help them. If they are looking for training, in a career, then we're limited into the types of training we offer. So hopefully that, that distinction is clear. someone comes in and I helped a fella who he was over income, but we still can work with folks. They just kind of pay us for our services and he designed um, landfills. So I don't know anything. I don't know anything about landfill design, but he was the contractor that put the plans together and brought in all the subs and stuff. It was fascinating to, to talk with him but he needed help getting his resume together and getting his interview together for his next pitch, right? So he would go out to these, these municipalities, to a city somewhere and say, Hey, you guys are building a landfill. You have a bid out. Here's my proposal. And so I just helped him get his his stuff together. And so he'd be prepared and and could go out. So I didn't know anything about that, but he knew what he wanted. And we can, we know the system well enough where we can give them good advice about what, what types of information you should be sharing, what to focus on. And, And that doesn't really change from job to job. If you're going to be a, a cook or a scientist, you, you're really going to want to talk about the needs that an employer has for that position. So if your if your need is to pay attention to you know, very specific measurements of stuff, well, then that's things you should talk about in the interview. So it really doesn't matter the position. We're ready to help somebody who wants to go into any kind of work. Uh, and that being said, we also realize that some people are not ready for that career. They have other things in their life that are just like spinning around and need to be need to be plugged in and settled down. That's great. Let's get a survival job is what we call it. It's a job that it, you're probably not going to work at that long. It's just to pay the bills, just to, to keep the, you know, the, the ball rolling, as they say. And then as you calm down some of these other aspects of your life and get some more order, now you can start working on an entry-level job. And then a, that next step job, and then pretty soon you're off towards your, your dream job because you're in a career and you're making advancements in that field.
0: Okay, so you still kind of, I would say, help yeah, guide they- them?
2: Yep, anything. Uh, I've had a guy come in and he wanted to go into the DNR and he didn't have his high school diploma yet. So I said, You know, it's going to be a while before you can finish your high school diploma. Then you got to get a four year degree. Then you got to apply for the DNR. I said, So what can we do today that's going to get you experiences that the DNR will honor in four to six years? And so that's the that's kind of the, the root of the plan. And he found a survival job working at, at Gander Mountain selling sporting goods to people that he would be later dealing with as a DNR conservation officer. So it, 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 we're just liking, like, this is part of the plan. He's at least narrowing down his job field or his, his uh, experiences to something that will be useful as he moves forward.
1: Wow, cool. You guys really do a wide variety of things then.
2: Yeah. How long do your trainings last? Uh, so the trainings, again, so if you're looking for uh, help in a career field, we got you, whatever it is. For the trainings, they are more tuned in by the people who are funding the trainings, which makes sense, right? The people with the money make the rules. Um, So uh, we just recently completed a uh, entry, uh, a pre-apprenticeship carpentry class, not carpentry, construction class, and that was funded by Minnesota Department of Transportation because they will need help out at the, the I-35-53 Interchange Project, or the Can of Worms, as they're calling it locally.
0: Oh, the construction project mm-hmm. in Duluth?
2: Yeah. So, Minnesota Department of Transportation gave us money to help find folks and build a training, so we brought Building Strong Communities back into the table, and we got some referrals through Five Skies, and uh, we got folks through training focused on Uh, Iron workers and operating engineers, because those are the two trades that they need most for this this can of worms project. So that that training just ended. Now we have another construction coming up, but it's funded by different folks. So the focus isn't so narrow, the focus isn't highway heavy, the focus is more um, general trades. So the, the, the trainings um, are all very individualized. We have a health services training, we have a certified nursing assistant training, we have an entry-level auto mechanic training. Um, and so they're all built with the instructors uh, from typically Lake Superior College. We work with them to say, how many hours do you need to get somebody up to a level that the employers are expecting? And we talk to the employers say what, what skills are you expecting for this position? We work those groups together, we come up with the syllabus and then that determines length of the training. All that to said, typically four to eight weeks. How about that?
1: (laughs) Okay. And are these, is is it, like, is there a stipend or are they paid or any help for the individuals at all?
2: Not at this time. Um, Right now, one of our our case management challenges is to help people um, get that time available so they can go to the training. We realize, especially people who are in that survival job and, and not real stable right now, taking time off from a job is it may not be doable like you still have to pay rent um so we are looking at trying to add that into our funding um funders have been a little bit wary of it because up until this point we've had quite a demand for any of our trainings and now since covid people are coming back and the workforce has changed so much the demand is down and so now we instead of putting up things to kind of narrow down who's applying we have to start taking those down and adding things that'll it'll increase our net so we're hoping in the future for the next fiscal year that those will be part of our plan Uh, but again that's that's up to the funder we're going to propose it and we'll see if they give us a thumbs up on it Um, so for right now the types of assistance we have for folks is um, it's like transportation assistance. We had some folks who were going down to Hinkley um, for the operating engineers training. It was three weeks down in Hinkley. So we would give people uh, some gas card support so they could get down there. And we put them up in a hotel for five nights. And then we gave them a gas card to get home. So we couldn't pay them to be there, but we can offset the cost of going to the training. And then other barriers that come up, say, childcare, or you need a pair of boots, or uh, you got to buy your own uh, ear, eye and hearing protection or something. Mm-hmm. We have funds then to help reduce those barriers as well. Okay,
1: nice. But all your programs and trainings are free at no cost, right? For the individuals, it, though.
2: C- correct, because uh, the the qualification for that is it's a low income qualification. So all of our grants are focused on on people who are struggling a bit, who are like, hey, you need to you need to move up. Um, they also focus on the the end wage of the opportunity. So we could easily run a a cook training, but cooks don't make enough to get people over the bubble. And I don't know if you guys know what the bubble is. It's something we, we definitely recognize in social services. If you have a person that is um, getting some, maybe some housing assistance and some child care assistance and is working full time, eventually they may make so much money that they're going to get those two assistances taken away, but they're not making enough money to cover the value of those assistances. And so working may actually make them poorer because now their child care and their housing subsidy is gone and they're, right. they're paying out an extra $1,000 a month than they were last month and they only got a 50 cent raise. And so what we look at is what is what is a weight that's going to help people jump that gap so you're not stuck in the middle? We want you to get not just to the poverty line but well above it so that you don't have to worry about other people supporting you. You're just on your own. And then we do have services. We, we keep working with people after they're employed to help them with uh, refer them to financial literacy, uh, making new goals, because most people's goal when they're looking for work is to get employed. And now that you got employed, now what's your goal? You know, you know, not, now's not a time to stop making goals because you got a job. Now's the time to make new goals because you got a job.
0: Right. Kind of once you have your successful job, then you can learn how to manage your money so you're still mm-hmm. not living paycheck to paycheck, right?
2: 100%. Yeah. T- t- taking a look at your budget, getting old bills caught up before you start buying new things, like live you've been living a certain way for a certain amount of time. You know, can you keep that up for a few more weeks and, and use some of this extra money that you're making to pay off old debts to get back to zero? Those are types of things we talk people through or we'll get you know get people at least to, to start considering it before they get that first paycheck. And uh you know they take the whole team out to Chuck E. Cheese and and blow a whole week's worth of wages and then they come back like, oh I can't afford a bus pass to get to work to my new job I just got. And it's like, whoa, what's going on around here? So um, we Again, there's, there's changes through people's lives, and we're here to try to check in and support them. But that being said, we are a volunteer agency. No one is assigned to us, which is great. And if people come to us and they realize, you know what, I, I don't need this, great, just call and say, hey, I'm cool, I don't need help anymore, bye-bye, and we'll say, great calls to get in the future if you do need help because we uh we're busy enough with folks who are asking for it that we don't really chase people who don't want it so we're uh like so we're open to anybody checking and, and inquiring there's no obligation we're not going to hold you make you come to a certain amount of meetings or anything come and come and check it out and if it's good for you keep coming if it's not good for you then you know yeah. don't come back <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely can i just surface back to where we um had mentioned working if you guys work with Within the native communities, have sure. you guys ever worked with tarot or tribal governments? That's a good question.
2: Yeah, the uh, the Taro is a as a new group for us, and so I've had some some conversations about it, but I haven't been able to break into any of the the circles. If that if that kind of makes sense that analogy. So I haven't I haven't been able to present directly, uh, but I've had folks say I'm going to share this with, and so uh, Nick and Irene were one of the folks that would say they're going to share it out to the Minnesota uh tribal council and two or uh not the Minnesota cons- contractor tribal council is that what it is M MCTCC. Yeah and then T C C my acronyms mixed up <laughs> um and so again so so kind of but not directly and so it's definitely something that we're we're looking to explore and and deepen our relationship with.
0: Do you think it's like a cultural barrier or is it like a communication barrier? Um, I think
2: it is an ignorance barrier. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the, the, the demand for our services has been uh, we, we put up a list of requirements and we'd have 50 people show up say, hey, I want to do this, and we'd sift them through the requirements. We'd have you know 15 or 20 that we, we could fill a class with. Uh, and so now we're, we're relaxing some of those requirements and we're, we're looking to dive deeper into the communities. And so right now it's, it's one of those things we're adding to our stakeholders. Like who have we not been talking to? And Tara was on that list. And so I think it was just one of those, we never got connected. And so now we need to, we need to make that connection.
0: oh wow, That's,
2: that's well, impressive.
1: It shows a lot that you're trying to, you know, reach <laughs> and out and, and build those connections.
2: Yeah, we've been doing that for the last year really is once we saw that trend of of our typical just hanging up flyers and spreading the word on Facebook wasn't working. Um, we, we definitely have been targeting groups to say, how can we get more people to hear about us? Cause we know, we know there's 15 people out in this area that want to do this training. We're just not quite sure how to reach them. And so this, this example here doing this podcast is great for us too, because we're just going to get our word out. And if we can help awesome, If we can't hey you know, find someone else who can, or if you think we might know someone who can call us in too. We're full of referrals. So if you think you, you think we might be able to help in any way, we're, we're willing.
0: Yeah. Okay. From all the, all the people you help, you must have a lot of referrals.
2: Yeah. And again, cause we focus on employment, you know, we, we don't do chemical dependency. We don't do mental health. We don't do physical health. We don't do housing. We don't do spiritual guidance, but we know folks who do, or we know groups that do. And so we can usually do a kind of a warm handoff we can call over to somewhere and say hey you know brenda i've got a client here that's really in need of your services can we set up a time for them to meet and you know try to do that get them served where they need it and then they stay with us because their employment can still work at the same time as their chemical dependency goals or their mental health goals or whatever else they're working on employment can work side by side with it um, and actually works better with it when they have supports from other parts other pillars of the community
1: Okay. Um, I heard you say that you had some trainings coming up. Can you share with us what those trainings are and when they are?
2: Yeah. So uh, currently we have a um, pre-apprenticeship carpentry training. I keep saying carpentry, but I mean construction training. (laughs) Uh, That's really for anybody who wants to join, quote, the union. Uh, We have a lot of folks stopping by for help with getting into the union, uh, but the union is actually 20 plus different crafts. And so this training will help you to identify which, track within the union you'd like to get into and also give you some basic training um uh, that all of the positions would require so it's like an osha 10 and situational awareness uh, basics of math and reading for the, the type of work you're going to do um, and then some hands-on experience so you get to see out in the field what what different positions are doing so that is starting actually this week um and registration will go through the f- f- third of june uh, so if anybody's interested, they should call SOAR right away. We're going to be running that same training over the winter. So if somebody's thinking, you know what, I got this. I'm going to go find a job in the union. My uncle's in the union. It should be no problem. Um, I tell them, yeah, try that. And if by fall you're not working, then call us. and We can get you in the next training. So then in the spring, you'll be ready to go. Um, we have a couple of medical-related trainings. One is um, a certified nursing assistant. And I think most people know what that is. It's a direct care position Um, that does have a department of human services background check component to it so if you need more information you can call us the other one is kind of the non-blood and guts uh, kind of position it's more patient services billing information reps those types of things so it's called a um, medical office assistant training and that again is the curriculum was built by st luke's and essentia and delivered by Lake College. So when you're done with this class, you're eligible for more than a dozen positions between the two hospitals. Uh, And then coming up this fall, we have a uh, entry-level auto tech training. We've worked with a couple of the employers and they explained to us that the auto mechanics are tiered out. So there's an A, which is like the the top of the deck and a C, which is kind of the lowest mechanic. What we're doing is a training for below the C, which would be a, a break and loop tech. So this is an entry-level job into auto mechanics. Employers here in town have said that they will then pay people's tuition to train up to the C, B, and A mechanic. They said that could take two to three years to go through those trainings and get that experience. But you could start out at about $18 an hour as a lube tech, and by the time you're up to an A tech, and three years, four years later, you could be in the $30 an hour range. So there's, there's quite a career path there, too, for someone who wants to work with their hands and, and work on cars. That's, yeah, that's so again, the, I again, I know there's people out there. I know there's a few people out there that want get, to get in on these things, and so I, I know just as soon as we can get the the message to them, they're going to call, and we're going to hook them up, and they're going to be on their way.
1: Do you guys have any events? I know I see you guys out in about. We just saw you at uh, Construction Career Night last week.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are attending events um, as, a, as a function of recruiting, basically, trying to get our word out, just hit as many people as we can that – hey, these opportunities are here. They're paid for by tax dollars. They're free. They're going to help the community to build themselves from the inside. And so we're, we're really getting out. We don't have any of our own specific um, events with the exception of our annual fundraiser, which is on our, our website. So if you want to take a look at that, we've got some, some raffles and whatnot on there. You can participate if you choose, but uh, we do not have any, any events we're hosting coming up um, very soon. Like I said, mostly we're joining other things that are established.
1: Okay, well, cool. We'll be on the lookout and we'll... Help yeah. share the word of your program because it is great yeah,
2: building definitely. careers. Sure. Facebook is where we put a lot of our updates for events and whatnot.
1: Awesome. Well, well again, SOARCareers.org. Everybody. Yeah, check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, make sure you check it out. Give them a call. Um we'll be working together with SOAR for the foreseeable future. So we'll definitely be helping as many people as yeah, we can get into some good paying jobs and hopefully change and their I, life around.
2: And if there's any employers listening, um, one of our one of our great referral sources is if you're posting for a job and people are applying and they're just not very good at applying, um, you could help them by saying, you know what, I I couldn't really get you into the position because your application was was you know not up to snuff. You could call Soar and they could maybe help you get this a little bit more put together so that you have a better chance going forward. And so that sometimes can help people that let down, like, hey, I couldn't pick you this time, but here's some here's something that could help you get it going forward. So, it yeah. was something to think about there too.
1: I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That's important.
0: Yeah. So everybody, mm-hmm. check them out. Yeah. People looking for work.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's what I said. We we're here to help the community. We in 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 a reality, we want to work ourselves out of business. If we can train everybody in on what they want to be and how to go do that, then we can all get different jobs. But so far, we haven't run out of people that have that question.
1: <laughs> well, Jason. um, we just want to appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing what SOAR is and what you do, and all your trainings and what you guys offer. You guys are a great program and resource for our community. So, yeah,
0: thanks. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, sharing thanks for all checking
2: the... in. It's been a it's, it's been great to uh, get to know you guys. So, anything you need, give us a call. You know where I'm at.
1: Awesome. Well, Miguez, Jason.
2: Hey, thank you very much, Miguez. To you too.
1: All right, everybody. This is middle of the res road.
2: It's saying goodbye. See you next time. We hae ha.